Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about how to do your first test run outside, when and how. So the big question is this, how are runners like us, who don't like hearing doctors say, just stop running, who know that we simply have to stay active, how do we heal in a way that lets us stay strong, maintain our running fitness, and keep preparing for the next race, and still heal without making the injury worse? Well, that is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Christopher Segler, and welcome to the Doc on the Run podcast. How to do your first test run outside, when and how. Now, this is key. Look, I know you want to run. You're a runner. I get it. I know that you've had a long time where you've been thinking, you've been sitting still, you're bummed out, you haven't been exercising, and you want to run. Now, once you get to that point where you think you're sufficiently healed, you don't want to just dive into long runs and speed work. Before you can resume your training and ramping up your running, you have to make sure running is going to be safe for you. Now that's where the test run comes in. The first thing you have to do before you do your test run is make sure that you have obvious signs of improvement. You want to check and make sure that you don't have any swelling, that the swelling has gone down, that you don't have any pain when you're sitting around, that you don't have any tenderness when you palpate, squeeze, or push on it. You also want to make sure before you run that you're not having pain when you're just walking around. Even if you're using modified inserts or pads to take pressure off of it, that's okay, but you want to make sure you're not having pain walking around. So if you decided all those things are true and you're ready to run, the first thing you want to do is pick a safe surface, run on a track, pick a smooth, flat jogging path or a level road. Do not run on a rough trail, on sand, on grass, on a sidewalk that has driveway cutouts and wear your most protective shoes with the modified inserts or pads that decrease stress to the healing tissue. Then go out and run. When you run, you want to run slow and steady on that first run. You want to maintain the best form that you can. You try to keep short, even strides, land as a midfoot striker if you can, but stay at your base training pace. Do not run fast. Do not take off and, and see how fast you can run. If you haven't run in about a month or more, don't run any more than one mile. If you haven't run in two weeks or so, it's okay to probably run about two miles. Uh, and if you've stopped running for only about a week or less because of an injury, then it's okay to run about three miles. In any case, you have to stop if you feel any pain at all and walk back or take the car or whatever. Now, if you're sore after the run at all, do the contrast bath routine that evening. Now, pay attention that evening. If you have no pain, that's a really good sign. But the real key is when you wake up and step out of bed the next morning. If you get out of bed, you don't have any pain, you're walking around in the morning, then you have confirmed that your test run is actually safe under those conditions. Now that's all it means though, it's only safe under those conditions. It doesn't mean you can run 10 miles the next day, but you want to ramp up gradually from there. So after your test run, take the day off. So the next day after your test run, take the day off, go to the gym, swim, ride your bike, do something else, but do not run. Don't go for a long hike. Take it easy, and then you can start ramping up from there. Now, before I forget, I want to let you know that we created a perfectly simple runner's pain journal PDF for you. Just go to the show notes page for episode 67 and download it. It's free. And when you get injured, you really only have three signs of worsening injury, pain, swelling, and bruising. Now, pain is the easiest and most informative of all these signs. Pain tells you something is wrong, 
and may indicate you're doing more damage. Pain is also dynamic. It gives you immediate feedback. And because of this, it can be extremely useful. So one thing you can do is keep a pain journal to keep track of all this pain. And a pain journal will help you map your progress. A pain journal can also help you convince yourself that you're getting better. The same way a training schedule helps you see progress, see that you're realizing your goals, mapping your recovery with a pain journal can help you see trends and note progress. Since an injury is so stressful, you need to be able to see improvement. The more closely you track and evaluate your pain as you recover, the faster you can adjust, increase your mileage, and ramp up your running intensity without having to wonder whether or not you're staying on track. The goal is to keep increasing your mileage and your intensity without the pain coming back in. You can only really do that if you're keeping track of it with a pain journal. Again, to make things easy for you, we created the perfect runner's pain journal PDF. Just go to the show notes page for episode 67 and download it. It's free. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me. And then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.